Do you consider yourself resilient? And what does that mean to you? In this podcast, Resilient Entrepreneurs with 241, we chat with business owners about what resilience means to them as they share their inspiring stories and life lessons. What we've learned running our own businesses, you're never alone, even when it feels like it. So tune in anytime to this podcast. We're always here for you, celebrating resilient entrepreneurs just like you. We're Lauren Vicky from 241, a marketing company for early stage business owners who want to launch, grow, and be resilient. Well, we are thrilled to welcome award-winning entrepreneur Claire McDevitt to the podcast for this episode. Her most recent and award-winning business venture began only this year. Claire co-founded Fit to Fly in response to the Bermuda Health Council's need for more certified antigen test providers on the island. That business is now a wrap already, less than a year in, because, of course, COVID testing is no longer a mandatory requirement for travel. Wow, talk about a whirlwind business. Uh, The company also contributed over $7,000 to local charities because they committed from the start to give a percentage of their income to support charities. We really love that. We're also a business for good and we love to integrate um, giving in what we do too. It's very much uh, aligned values there. Meanwhile, Claire's primary business, Healthcare Solutions, is growing and thriving. She started Healthcare Solutions in 2019, focusing on medical organizational management and staffing solutions after she worked for 25 years as a nurse, a medical administrator, and project manager. Claire consults for and provides services to medical practitioners, and her promise is to manage the health of the medical practice so that doctors and staff can better manage the health of their patients. Love that. Welcome, Claire. Hi, everyone. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me here. That was a very nice introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations on your recent industry award, runner-up in the International Innovation of the Year 2022 Tech Awards. That's amazing. How does it feel? Yes, it was amazing. It was amazing to to get such an achievement. We really worked hard on providing a product and a service that solved the problem. Everyone's busy and we knew that um, I had the clinical components, the certified staff, uh, we we're certified providers at Bermuda Health Council, and Jennifer, my partner, was the marketing business backend, helped build the the website, and then her philanthropy um, helped us then put it all together. So it was a really, really exciting year, and it was all based on like one article. We seen an, uh, Jennifer seen an article in the Royal Gazette for a call. She sent it to me and said, "Hey, you should do this," and I said, "Okay, let's do it." And she went both, and I said, "Absolutely, let's do it together." And that's where we both then met and we both knew like our her skill set and my skill set are very different, but collectively then we were able to build fit to fly and provide the service and ultimately then employment to multiple people and ease of testing as people were going through this stressful time of transitioning from acute pandemic into post-pandemic and and regulations easing up. Yeah, you definitely did. You just saw that need and jumped two feet in. That that takes a lot of bravery. And to just partner with somebody like that, that couldn't have been that easy to just uh, make that sort of decision. Yes, I know. When I knew what I had to do and what Jennifer had to do, and um, we were both just complimented each other really well. Like I don't think I would have had the confidence as much to do the back end of like a building a, a web page and getting the marketing out. 
but I knew what was on my side, which was um, training people, making sure the regulations, the SOPs and stuff were there. Then um, I knew I was pretty comfortable in that lane. Uh, working with somebody else is definitely was a trust, trust the process, go with my gut. Um, from previous experiences coming into Ignite, I had a different partner and it just shows the resilience of it all, of how you can go from one experience and then kind of level up and then go to another experience and work with somebody and be a huge success. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about that uh, previous partnership you had? Because we know that when you started Ignite, you you started it with a partner and you went to Ignite. And for those who don't know what Ignite is, it's a business accelerator program. And it really fine tunes your business. I mean, that's what it takes you through every sort of aspect of business. And through that, your partnership changed. (laughs) Can you want to talk about that? Yeah, like it was a really good learning experience, I think, for both of us. We came in with an idea. We interviewed and did our our pitch and then as, as we, we both joined Ignite and we went through boot camp and then as we were going through our weekly checks, we would go in with totally different ideas. We were both not on the same page. We would leave coming out on the same page, but we were coming in on different pages. And eventually then simple tasks were being asked by the Ignite team for us to do and we were just never able to meet and and, and, and do it. So the cracks were always there in the sense that we weren't, and um, we didn't have the same kind of like vision of where we wanted to go in our business. And then very quickly, which was amazing through Ignite, was that they we did the gentle breakup, right? Like it was, they sat us down and said, they're not compatible. <laughs> you need to sort of, move, you know, decide pretty quickly before this could go into years of destruction if you don't decide now. And we both agreed at that time that, okay, yeah, you know what, this wasn't the best Um much really for two of us to be in business right so they ignite sat us through all the different um conversations of how to separate what does that look like because we were an ltd what the direct ships and all of it looked like and um so we went very quickly from starting a business getting it registered getting your bank accounts getting into Ignite, doing all the right things, breaking it all down and then setting up separately. So we ended up then, set, so in like, I think a space of a year, we had set up two companies. <laughs> wow. you know, I'm going through all the registration process and everything that was with that and trying to um, keep true to myself, which was the biggest thing, right? Like, what did I want to do? And I wanted to stay in Ignite and have another experience because I knew the fundamentals that Ignite were teaching me were going to be this was this, this the foundation of healthcare solutions, right? That was the building blocks. And with a strong foundation, you can only soar, right? So the amount of education and connection that Ignite were offering, I was just absorbing it all because where I didn't I didn't know how to do it otherwise. But the connections and the people that we were meeting had me build on that confidence that you can keep moving forward so coming in with one idea going through that breakup and loss and then building off another idea but staying true to myself was was like a huge at the time it didn't feel great but looking back on it now it definitely makes me feel like I can tackle any problem right and go through it and know that it may be painful but at the end there will be some benefit um if I stay true true to myself yeah yeah that's really it isn't I was just going to ask what's the lesson learned but I guess that is your main lesson yeah, you like you, you hear it always. Like I love it. It's like my true north. Like staying in that true north. There's 
all the turmoil that can go on and the spinning of, of setting up a business and being new in business and trusting the process. But if you stay true and it, it's like at the start, we're trying to learn our mission statements and what's our vision and what's our, you know, they all help guide you. you know, it doesn't have to be perfect at the start. And again, it'll just constantly evolve. Like what I what we did on our website four years ago or three years ago will change again as, as we evolve because it's just that stepping stone, right? Of that launch to get you um, to where you're going, right? And it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. So not everything has to be perfect, but doing it helps build on it. Yeah, Yeah. so many lessons. And just before we move off the partnership conversation, Claire, do you have any tips for people who are thinking about going into partnership? Because we always espouse the, the benefits of being in a partnership because we're very lucky to be in a very good, we just complement each other well. Was there anything from that experience that you took that you might be able to help others choose well? Um, I think it's that you both have to believe that you're you're doing it for the right reasons. We were friends and it's both of you sitting down and knowing that you're doing it for the right reasons. Right. If you're doing it because I want like I want to make a positive impact on the community versus someone who wants to just make as much money as possible, right? There are the things that you would have to discuss and go, okay, where does that lie? Because some of those business decisions may not be, you might not be able to make it the same, uh, a good business decision together because if I'm financially driven versus purposeful driven, they're, they're not going to mirror each other, right? Like, and that's just an example of, of, of making sure you sit down and go, why are we in business together? Why do we want to be in business in being best friends or being this is not always the right, the first thing that should be said um, is kind of making sure that your your mission for being t- together is the same. Um, with Jennifer, like I was very cautious after that. And then I didn't, I just kept to myself and I would just, you know, I always protected myself in that respect. And then with the Jennifer, when, when um, Fit to Fly came up, it happened really quickly. So I kind of didn't have that much time to like really overthink it. But then I had to be really honest with her and say, listen, I just came from a, from a partnership that was not successful. And I want her to be aware of what my role was in it. And so that she knew what my insecurities even were, my vulnerabilities were like of, of being able to trust somebody to go through it so we put some really good um what do you call it, like goals or we put some really good markers in place so that both of us felt comfortable right and, and as we moved in into the business so decisions were made together we challenged each other a lot so it wasn't that we were all people pleasing each other we challenged each other a lot on back and forth but we didn't you know, sit on it we kept it very business-like and just kept moving forward nothing was kind of like personal personal definitely understanding what the, the vision of your partnership and that you're both doing the same thing and then um and then putting in some clear guidelines of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable right if i i'm i work long hours but I'm flexible and it suits me but your partner might only want to work nine to five Monday to Friday and have every holiday off these are the different things that you have to consider like someone might not want to be contacted after 7 p.m but sometimes after 7 p.m is the only time I can sit down and actually get through my emails right so these are definitely all those those little things can play in on you when you have a busy life or got family and other things going on they can kind of seep in what kind of like your expectation is of returning emails or calls like they, they all add up eventually if you're not true in in, in the sense of where you want to go 
Yeah, and I'm hearing communication is really key between you as well, right? Yeah. For a good partnership, you got to communicate a lot. Like a good marriage, same yeah. thing. You got to <laughs> communicate a lot. <laughs> yeah. We get yeah, that. Communicate, yeah, communication is key. And, it, and it's knowing each other, appreciating each other's strengths and also weaknesses and being able to say, I don't know anything about that and being okay with that versus trying to take it on and spend. And like Jennifer could write a really good article or a really good news release, press release in like 20 minutes. That would take me like three weeks of procrastination, right? I just couldn't do it. And I would say that to her, I'm not great at press release, but I'll do, I'm really good at this. And, and that's how we balanced it. I think that's the key to a great um, partnership, right? Is is you having that balance? Because Vicky and I, we weren't even friends before we started working together. Like we didn't, we knew of each other, but didn't know each other. And we came together as business partners, like not really being friends. And I think that helped too, because it was working it out from a business perspective, makes it a little easier. So that's a good lesson learned the first time. Second time you're like, hey, this is it. (laughs) This is my boundaries, what I'm good at, what I'm not. boundaries (laughs) boundaries can you imagine (laughs) learning some boundaries that was a a good lesson (laughs) super super important and just a curious question going back to your uh, first partnership when you had to untangle it all did you have a good legal team helping you out how did you manage you know we were already pretty deep in the business um, we were no, we weren't too deep in the sense of it was like ignite helped us basically and then what happened was COVID happened so we couldn't ever really everyone was in lockdown like physical lockdown so even shelter in place was happening so a lot of stuff had to happen either through email or phone call which I think also kind of you didn't have to sit across the table or do any of those things but um like we had yeah we did seek legal advice they saw legal advice and we just kind of I just wanted. I wanted the let's be I want fair like just be fair and just move on I knew the thing is when you know that you've got the skill you know you can build it back up again right so I knew that yes this was this experience and I'm going to learn a lot from it but I also know my talent has not been taken away from me so if I have to go back over and start at ground zero again I can do it and that's and that's fine right and I knew that and that's what I just kept reassuring myself it's like I can I can just move left and and do redo it it's not going to be it's taken longer, but I've learned a lot from it. This to me sounds like the incredible example of resilience. I mean, we called it the Resilient Entrepreneurs Podcast for a reason. This is an, a great story of resilience. How do you how do you define or view resilience, Claire? Well, I used to say like in nursing, right? And you know, you do night shift, day shift, night shift, day shifts, and it was always like the bounce back factor, and it it was only recently that I connected it to resilience, right? So resilience to me is like, how quick is your bounce back factor in in life, right? Whether it's good, bad or different, right? So I look at if something goes south that isn't going in the direction, like how quickly can I come back from that? And I don't mean it, I just mean even emotionally or just how long does it take me to 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 come back up to, to, to my line? I also look at like how quickly does it take to me to regroup like my team? So if something happens within the within within our team, like how long does that take me to come back? So we get bad news. I'm I'm really conscious of being there for the team. I I'll process it, but I want to make sure that they are okay. So like resilience is also like looking at everybody else and taking them into it because you want to continue to lead. If it's good, bad, resilience, you can you want to continue to lead in the same direction. I want to be able to know that I want my team to always know that we're going to get knocked back here and there, but we'll always put our best foot forward. How we communicate and how we react to those those decisions is what 
people will remember us for. And that's the only thing we have control over. And that's how when I speak to any of my caregivers and they have a good day, bad day, it's like your reaction is the only thing that family member will remember, right? So that's the resilience in it. So some things can be challenging, but thinking of them and what they do um, or a busy office or any of that, you just have to try and see it from their side. So I always call it the bounce back factor, basically. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a ripple effect too. Yeah, like you're leading in such a strong way and helping others to be resilient through your own resilience. And that ripples yeah. out into even your, you know, your patients and your clients. And well, it, yeah, does like that- it's your attitude, it's like your attitude, like it's your how you approach it, you know, I can take it as a negative and be down in the dumps about it and sulk and lick my wounds for X amount of time. And that's okay to do it, but it's coming back and being right. Okay. What did I learn from this? Like that's ultimately the, the only question you can ask them is like, what do we all learn from this? Right. Whether, and, and then dissection it from there and um, the support network that you may have as well, reaching out to people. If, again, I'm not afraid to ask for help. And that's the biggest thing. It's like, if I don't know marketing, if I don't know this, I'm, I'm going to ask somebody else to, to show me because I'd rather not spend five hours in a rabbit hole trying to, <laughs> and just then ask then ask for help and know that I can get a, a, a solution really quickly, right? The other things I wrote down was stuff like great, being grateful is another thing, right? I don't mean to sound soft, but how many people like get to start their business again and get to be in a position where I'm meeting so many people every single day and doing something purposeful and helpful and enjoying it. Like I'm enjoying it. So immensely grateful all the time for, for what we have done, what we've achieved and what we're going to learn in the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That I think that's so important. It's, it's not a small thing to take the time to be grateful, to just have a look at your life. Not everybody gets to live this life. Not everybody gets to have those experiences and build what you're building. So what do you do to protect your health, yourself, your sanity, your everything to be that strong leader for your team? Like, what do you do personally for yourself? So morning times, like morning times, um, I have... I sleep well. I get up in the morning like 5.30 and I take an hour of my own time basically where I have a nice porch right where the sun rises. I'm very lucky. I sit there with my podcast, whether it's motivational. Um, and then I do, I can, I love, I love meditation and I love journaling. So I will write down what my plan is either for the, so we're going into December, I would have started writing some goals and also what I want to attract in. So like if I was looking for like a new mentor in a certain area to start surround myself with more people in this type of field so that I can learn more or, and then my grat like I write a grat I do write a gratitude list of what I'm thankful for every day so that it's just it keeps me grounded and then I just listen to some really good podcasts that keep me motivated and then my daughter's up and life starts <laughs> yes what's your favorite yeah. podcast at the moment Claire Oh, entrepreneurial, anything that's really to entrepreneurial business mindset. Like I read, I also like, there's a lot of physicians now who have moved into a, like a more spirituality as well, where they've crossed over science and spirituality. And I love re listening to those because I do believe mind over matter and health is related to, to a lot of your mental health as well. So I definitely listen to a lot of those. Um, then I will have morning motivation, daily podcast on what, what today should bring. And there's been somewhere I've been like, I wake up and I might be thinking of something outside of just being my normal stuff. And I will go onto a podcast and it'll be about it and how to solve that problem. And it's, it's done for the day. So I Amazing. Yeah. 
no, there's some really, you know, good things that can happen in just those quiet moments. So I'm I'm going to continue doing it because it works, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I love it. Okay. Very inspiring. Very inspiring. Um, so I wonder, Claire, because I know uh, where you are now as an entrepreneur over the last few years, but what were you like as a kid? Was, was entrepreneurship in your life way back then? Do you have any stories? So this is the weirdest thing, right? I am, all my family have their own businesses and I, it didn't, make, didn't click with me until four years ago when I started to do my own, when I started my own business. When I looked at my family background, all my cousins, my parents, everyone had their own business. So I think entrepreneurship was there, but there was also a strong healthcare lead and in the 80s. But it was like, go get yourself a good job, right? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So my, my options were either go get a husband and settle down and have kids or go have get a job. So I, I wanted the job initially because I really wanted to travel the world. Um, so entrepreneurship was definitely there, but it didn't click for me until, until I came actually to Bermuda. Like I loved nursing, but I also knew that nursing wasn't my north. I knew, and I love nursing, I love healthcare, but I knew that my nursing wasn't the end for me, right? I didn't want to be like a chief nursing officer. And when I was in one of my other last, my actual last, last employment, they kept saying, oh, be a nursing, be a chief nursing officer. And I was like, no, like that's just not, not who I want to be. I knew there was just something else. I knew it was operational. I knew it was something, but it just didn't fall into place until the time was right. But um, job-wise, I always kind of like healthcare was the biggest thing. As a kid, I had babysitting. I also picked mushrooms. Because <laughs> where Man, I come from, what kind mushrooms? Where I come from, mushroom is mushrooms are a big um product that's that's grown. So we that was kind of like where you started making some money, and then yeah, so then babysitting, and then just it went straight into healthcare, nursing homes, and stuff like that. So. A lot of my aunties were are nurses, so I was very much, it was easy to sort of segue into it, <laughs> get a job. Yeah, I'm sure. And I, <laughs> I, I think it's amazing too, because I look, my family are all entrepreneurs as well. And I was terrified of being an entrepreneur. It wasn't something I thought that I wanted, you know, younger in my career, but now I can't imagine not being, but it's, I think having them already being entrepreneurs was helpful because it wasn't like, oh, what are you doing? Are you crazy? It was like, right. oh yeah, go for it. You need to make sure you do this tax thing and do that thing yeah. and do that. And it was like the advice was coming rather than the questions, which I think does, does help a little bit. Right. Well, and the, the whole idea of starting a business came after, I think, you know, like they say, they hit the ceiling and I, I had maxed myself here um in healthcare and I just didn't know what to do and then the opportunity that came to start the company I didn't even think I could do it it was Christina Scoba who was in cohort one who said to me oh I had talked about starting a business and then she was sharing her story of how she had started her business in Lemoncello and she encouraged me to then just pitch and I was like, she goes, it doesn't cost you. And just go and pitch and see if it'll work for you. And sometimes they ha- it's the idea, but it's also the person behind the idea, right? You know, so yeah. I had this idea, I pitched it and and here we are four years later, right? So okay. take the risk. If you don't take the risk, that's the only thing you kind of regret not doing. Like, what if, what if, what if? There's no point anymore. Like, I could that's get- so, so true. <laughs> and just before we started recording this podcast, we were talking a bit about networking. And uh, how risk, yeah, about risk. (laughs) That's what reminded me. Um, So we were kind of saying that, you know, networking can be a really scary thing, even though we're very confident in what we're doing in our business. 
to go into a room full of strangers, personally, I can think of nothing worse. I would by far rather jump out of a plane than do that. I'm getting much better at it now, but it was interesting to hear you had some similar thoughts on that. Oh, so even before I went to the Bermuda Tech Awards, after we won the award to see maybe, you know, I hear the next idea, start meeting people and just really put myself into that space. Um, though one of the other things that Jennifer taught me was just to come out of the weeds for a little bit and, and see what's going on around you so that you can connect with people so and see what's coming up. Nothing's a secret. You just have to hear the, hear the message at the right time. And we bought tickets to go to the Bermuda Tech Summit. And then Jennifer couldn't make it. So I was going by myself and I sat there. I went every day for the three days and I didn't understand anything that they were saying. And I was Googling abbreviations and words that I had never <laughs> heard before. And then I am um, eventually, eventually on the third day, I kept saying, I have to talk to somebody. I have to talk to somebody. I have to talk to somebody. And I eventually spoke to somebody and he very kindly said before I even said anything that he had no clue what was going on. Um, it was all too high level for him and he was a lawyer. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank God, I'm not alone here. <laughs> and I said, I had this like, we had this moment of connection because I was like, yes, I feel exactly the same. I have been Googling like half these words. I don't know what any of it means, but I'm glad I'm here. And I, then I broke the ice for me. So then the next person I could speak to and then the next person I could speak to, but it did take me some time, but I was, it's like the whole idea of being uncomfortable. I knew that it, it was not my scene. If I walked into a room with healthcare workers, no problem. I could talk for days, but I knew I was going to be really uncomfortable. And I just knew that I, I just had, had to do it because I knew it's the only way I'm going to continue to learn, right? It's the only way I'm going to, to see what's going on and get out of my comfort zone and just be, be around. Right. Um. So that, but that even stems from, and I'm not joking when I tell you the story, when I was working at the hospital as quality and risk manager, I had to give a lot of presentations to the managers and my Irish accent is very fast. And when I'm nervous, I speak really fast. And um, my boss recommended that I go to Toastmasters. And I went to Toastmasters for six months and I did not speak. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think that's like, like literally one of my stories now, but I couldn't bring myself to like speak even at Toastmasters. So I left pretty quickly and um it's one of my stories that I share because I go to We Speak as well now. You know, and I go every year and I try my best and I try my best to just keep improving on being able to be comfortable in a room and hold that conversation and just make that connection with people. Like on a one-to-one, -one, no problem, but in big groups, it's it's always hard. But there's always somebody else feeling the same way. I suppose that's the lesson here, right? And then we're not alone. Yeah. yeah. I dare say you've broken the ice now, having been on a global podcast. <laughs> it's just so the beginning <laughs> when we see you on a stage of an audience yeah. of thousands we'll remember this moment <laughs> I did put on my wish list like TED talk but then I put a smiley face beside it like ha 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 careful what you yeah uh, I look forward to that day <laughs> Yeah. So, um, Claire, just in summary, what do you think is one of the most important concepts for success in your experience? Oh, that's always a hard question, right? Yeah. <laughs> Give us the one secret. I know, right? 
I think um, it's it's each moment in time. I think for me, it was like knowing when to ask for help and, and being OK with that. Um, delegating the big stuff out, whether it's marketing or finances. Right. There's no way you can know it all. You can't do it by yourself. I can't do it by myself. I don't want to do it by myself, but you can't do it by yourself. It's a lone, It can be a lonely journey. So if you're not engaging with other people and um, you can easily get into that smaller world so that's kind of why go to the summit or go to, to to places to network so that you don't feel so isolated and then staying true to myself when I looked at the question I was like is it really like what is success what does that actually mean I don't know like today is successful because I'm talking on a podcast without being too nervous right but staying true to, to myself right so not having those boundaries of people like and I know that we use those words but having those boundaries of people and not just going off in one direction just because what really is impactful and what what is it that I want to do like one of my core beliefs is I want to have a solution one solution that impacts the world in a positive way right like I say that every time I always have one simple solution that will have a positive impact on the world and then just staying true to that and whatever that looks like. Did I think that would be like antigen testing? No, right. But that's what landed <laughs> landed there, right? Like I thought antigen testing, when we talked about it with friends and family, like they were like, oh, it's been done. COVID's over. You don't need it. But at the end of the day, we were going on a Zoom where people were really fragile right there's people they were crying when they found out they were positive and you were talking to them and kind of like reassuring them that they were going to be okay we were like testing brides on the day of the wedding when they were nervous oh. about going in we had kids going back to school who didn't want to have COVID testing and you're doing all the like the funny faces just to try and see if we could get the test done but I even had like and I'm not joking we even had some people in Hooters because they were flying out the next day to have us on Zoom right doing antigen testing because they didn't want to interrupt their party I mean we got to see and I could meet so many people through that one experience right so successfully getting them on a flight some people got to the airport didn't realize they had to have an antigen test and we were able to provide that service in the bathroom in an airport get their certificate to them so they could get on the flight right so there's so many of those amazing stories that we got to be on or gentlemen who can't use zoom right or has a phone to his ear you're trying to you know talk him through it so I think even learning to give clear instruction over zoom was also like a a massive lesson learned even one where um a lady booked her test had no camera so I had to friend her on Facebook (laughs) and then do video messaging on Facebook to get her into because she didn't know how to work zoom so like we went above and beyond of trying to make sure that everybody got their tests but um, the amount of people that we met through it was just it's really inspirational to see them but very vulnerable moments as well for some people you know um, and that's what COVID created and caused you know and then they would be thankful to know that you're always there like our last week or two weeks of COVID testing was the hurricane and we had seven tests to do during a hurricane on that Friday morning and we lost electricity and um, I have a picture of where I've got a headlamp and I'm doing the COVID testing on my phone with people in the US because they didn't realize there was like a proper hurricane coming and they didn't want to cancel their tests and we didn't know what it was going to be like. So I have got head, my head torch on and COVID testing them with on my phone, like true Zoom <laughs> and then getting Jennifer to send out the results because she still had electricity and, and Wi-Fi, right? Because I'm the nurse, I'm the clinical component, she was back in. So that was also another good experience that we were willing to just whatever it takes for you to be on a flight without any stress. That's what Fit to Fly was offering every single time. Whatever it takes. Claire, <laughs> your stories are amazing. <laughs> 
wow, I can't. Yeah, I can't even. And I, I have a feeling that's going to be one of those dots you'll connect back in the future. And you'll be like, oh, this has happened because we went through that, that experience of, of Fit to Fly and all the individual experiences you've had. I imagine there's a lot of people that have a lot of love for you for going through all of that with them and helping them. That's very cool. So I just want to ask one last quick question. What's the best part about being an entrepreneur? What's the one thing you love the most? This stuff right here is meeting other entrepreneurs and being on podcasts and being able to share your story and hopefully connect with somebody or something that I will say connects with them and they know, okay, I'm not alone in this. Um, the flexibility I love. I work hard, right? No doubt about it, but I love that I can pick my daughter up and I can have that quality time with her and then I can log back in, you know, work-wise in the sense of after she goes to bed or I can manage it and manage my time myself and also just the growth. I'm not saying there's no growth in nursing per se, but like just that expansion, right, of what you're capable of doing as an entrepreneur and business owner, like that, that just blew my mind. Like I'm doing things that I never thought I would have confidence or that was just like what other people did um, and not what we do or what I do or what you guys do, right? It's a constant learning and, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and, and it's fun. I don't ever hate the moments. I learn from any failures, you just learn what happened. And the good thing about nursing and quality was like, I'm so used to like plan, do, study, act, plan, do, study, act. So when we're evolving in each of our, in each little project, I plan, we do, we study it and we act and we change. And we're going through that with a new project right now. My office manager is going nuts because she's not used to it. She's perfectionist where I'm like, we make the little mistakes, but we change and we don't do it again. And we just keep building on it that way. And then if something bad happens, I always go back to what's the root cause, what happened. Normally it's a communication issue and how can we rectify that? And I know there's always a tool that we've been taught somewhere in our whole lives that can help us really look at what's going on and just, just keep just keep going forward nothing nothing's the end and if it's the end then it's like fit to fly right we got nominated for the awards and literally 24 hours later the government announced that um COVID testing was not required anymore <laughs> so we went through 24 hours of like yeah look at we got nominated for awards to like oh and the business ends in like 30 days <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> so that and that's just the roller coaster but, you know, it just means that it, you know that there's another idea coming for sure. And it, and what we've learned in this one will just help us build a better product the next time. I have no doubt in my mind that you have another idea up your sleeve. And uh, I'm not going to ask you to reveal it on this episode, but when it comes, we just may talk to you again. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And it just makes my heart sing to uh, hear you talk about how you, the growth and the expansion that we yeah. get as entrepreneurs you know that's like my personal mission and it's our business mission is for people to be able to fulfill their potential yeah. that's it we we go through life and we have so much inside of us so much that we can achieve and you know a lot of people don't ever really get a taste of what that is and it's it's remarkable that we get to do this as entrepreneurs yeah no it's true some people are skyrocketed into it sometimes on fear or it could be the only reason or your or fear keeps you back a little bit we're just holding yeah. back a little bit and taking that risk and it's just we get to choose having faith yeah faith yeah. or fear it's one of those you have to choose that there's you've got faith in this and it's going to work or fear will hold you back and you never try yeah that's how Thank you, Claire. This has been a fantastic conversation. Always love chatting with you and you're so full of 
energy and great wisdom. And I hope that our listeners um, just got so much out of this. Thank you so best. much. Thank you so much for the invite. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you knew this was hard. <laughs> when you and that's why we appreciate you doing it. <laughs> I would never have done it four years ago when we first met. <laughs> that's great. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. We're Lauren Vicky from 241. We love supporting entrepreneurs, especially with mindset, marketing, and motivation, which is why we've built an incredible community of business founders who meet weekly in the Level Up League. If you'd like to know more about it, look us up at 241branding.com.